0: Thanks for joining us at 7:30 this morning. DJ's off today. I'm PK. Get on Twitter, get on our app. Give me some response. I need your help today. Hot takes or toast and it's brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Are you losing your hair? Well, it's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore your thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR H-A-I-R, to 801-960-3137. 960-3137, and you'll get 15% off any hair loss treatment, or you can visit www.UtahairMD.com. All right, huge games this weekend. I think the Aggies should roll over UNLV. I know Blake Anderson has said they're in the games, and UNLV has been playing well in terms of Competitive nature, but they should still win. He's saying Bonner's the healthiest he's been since the end of uh, well, training camp basically, or going back to spring ball. So, with that in mind, I expect them to roll. The other two, not so sure. BYU at Baylor, nice a pre Big Twelve conference matchup. It's a preview. Yeah, I like that. Like that a lot. I always like it when they play Pac-12 teams, particularly Pac-12 South teams, which they're playing four of this year. That's way cool. They got Washington State here later on this season up there in Pullman. Uh, but if you can't play those teams, to me, I'd like to see play Mountain West. But now, that's all changed. Moving forward, it is about the Big 12, and you're going to play many, whether it's 8, 9, or 10 remains to be seen, conference games. And so here you get a little preview. I like it. And Baylor's five and one. They've had a really good program last season aside, which doesn't surprise me if you're gonna stink. Last season was the season to stink uh, because of all the craziness and wasn't following close as far as what Baylor was doing. But that's a real that's just a great matchup for the Cougars. And then I think Utah plays Baylor coming up down the line too. So that'll be cool also. Uh, get a little uh, interest believe, in them. Yeah. I believe that series actually starts next year. Right, exactly. So that'll be fun. Baylor all of a sudden having a connection to uh, BYU in Utah and give us something, uh, a little extra juice to it. So looking forward to that game. And then, now that's a non-conference game, obviously, but a huge, huge conference game on Saturday at 8 o'clock at Rice Eccles Stadium. Between the Sun Devils, the hated, despicable Sun Devils, and your University of Utah Utes. There you go, huh? Huge matchup. The only two teams left in the conference that do not have a blemish on their conference record. Now, both teams have lost to BYU because, as you know, BYU dominates not only the Pac-12 South, but the world. The football field is our campus, or something like that. That's what it says. Outside of Boise. It's just a non-conference game. They didn't get up for that game. I mean, come on. Who cares? So, as far as the Pac-12 South, right? There you go. Huge game. Now, Kyle Whittingham, everything got uh, reversed because the players and the uh, whole football program went down to the Dallas area on Monday, and were at the funeral of uh, Aaron Lowe, And uh, so they reversed it. Sunday is usually a day of rest. And they practiced on Sunday. They flipped what they do on Monday, did on Sunday, so that on Monday they could go down and be available at the service, right? So we know that. So the point being that Kyle spoke to the media yesterday as opposed to speaking as he normally does on Monday at 11 o'clock. And he spoke yesterday. And he was asked, it's funny because... The Utah media desperately wants Utah to have rivalries. And some of them want them to have rivalries that go beyond BYU. They'll never be, ever, ever, in the history of your life, whoever you are, however old you are right now listening to me on the Zone Sports Network, there'll never be another team that will match the level of rivalry that you have with the Cougars. It just won't. So don't run from it. Actually embrace it. But... What about these rivalries? You know, they like to build it up. Are you a rival with SC? Sure, everybody is. Are you a rival with... uh, Let's see. UC Los Angeles. Are you a rival with Arizona? I was golfing... uh, I think it was last month, maybe. Yeah, I know it was. And this guy's from Tucson, right? Lives in Tucson. He's He's up here working, but he's down in Tucson. And so we got to talking. What do you do? So... I have a friend of mine who's a high-powered attorney and he tells him he works at 7-eleven so he doesn't have to talk about law and so I said uh, I told him what I do and uh, he, he big U of A fan right big U of A fan and so he started talking a little bit and then I brought up in you know, that where I went and everybody knows I went and graduated from issue and he said, "Wow, yeah, Utah's or BYU. Excuse me, U of A's football program is so bad. Even Utah is going to beat them this year. Even Utah. Well, got my my even my little Utah pride, state of Utah pride, going. What do you mean, even Utah? They beat them all the time. <laughs> even Utah. Come on, I think they got them once in Tucson when the Utes were good. Uh, they lost. Uh, the Utes lost in overtime." In that game, uh, Travis Wilson, I think, was the quarterback then. So you don't really have a rivalry with the U of A. But do the Utes have a rival with Arizona State? Let's listen and see what Kyle thinks about that. You know, I think there's a somewhat of a rivalry, rivalry feel, and we have it with SC as well. But I think really when you've had some close games in the series and, and a little bit of back and forth, that lends itself towards that feeling. A little bit of a rivalry feel to it. Now that that's that's always tricky when you go the two R's. How you can roll it off the tongue? Rivalry feel. Rivalry. Yeah, them. you end up with uh, Woodward Wode. You change him to W's. <laughs> Rascally Rabbit. <laughs> so Kyle got through that. The Utah media seems to be obsessed with Does Utah have rivals beyond BYU? Well. I think they do to an extent so I agree with Kyle somewhat but no more so. I think the fact that you play these teams in the south every year makes it a rival. It doesn't make it a rivalry, it makes it a rival and it probably doesn't make sense. But I don't see where it's a it's a rival conference opponent because you're each shooting for the same thing right both teams want to win the south and whoever wins this game at least for the time being will be considered the front runner for the south i don't have any problem saying that still a lot of ball to be played it's not like they're leaps and bounds ahead of everyone because easily you could see Both teams losing two games. So whoever wins this game could have the tiebreaker, but still find a way. Utah two years ago won the thing outright, even though they lost to SC. So it's a similar type of situation. You can win it outright. You start to get to two and three losses, it's going to be tougher to win it outright for sure. But I think at the one loss mark, you can win it outright outright. Because both teams have tough games. But nevertheless, whoever wins is going to be in the driver's seat and is going to feel great. If Utah wins, they're just going to feel outstanding. Like, okay, what happened in the non-conference was just basically irrelevant. It doesn't matter to them. Do you think there is a rival with the Sun Devils? And do you hate the Sun Devils? Do you have that passion against them the way you have that passion against BYU? Or... Is it impossible to have that passion against BYU that you would? See, now you're going to root against BYU because you don't you hate them. You want to see them lose every single game they play. It doesn't matter which game. You're going to also root against the Devils, but that has a conference implication, so of course you're going to root against the Devils. That makes complete and total sense, does it not? Have they played for anything that's really mattered? Has there been that many... Uh, things at stake as there are Saturday night, first place, outright first place, open up. Right now, you know, the Devils have a half game lead because they're 3 and 0, and the Utes are 2 and 0, but that doesn't really count because they just had their bye last week for the Utes. So they don't really, uh, they didn't get an opportunity to play that third game. The Devils will have their bye coming up. I don't know when it is off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. So we understand that. Uh, now, last night, I did a podcast with uh whatever it's called sun devil something or other they do it every year they go behind enemy lines and they have me on and the guy who does it his father is the play-by-play guy for the sun devils and he's been doing it for a number of years and he was on twitter uh just adamantly saying this is not a rival his name's joe healy Many people are attempting to call it a rivalry game. I wouldn't be spouting off things I am if they weren't. So he is adamantly saying it's not a rivalry game. Andrew, who's a Andrew Ute, no one is calling it a rivalry game, but it absolutely is heading in that direction. Every team has a main rival, but it is good for conferences and college football in general for new rivals to develop. And Joe responds, It's beyond idiotic to call the ASU-Utah game a rivalry game. They played twice between 1986 and 2011. Yeah, now they play annually. Same for every team in the South. Forced-slash-slashed manufactured rivalries aren't a thing. Rivalries come from decades of history, in many cases, on and off the field. It's true. It's true, man. You can have stuff... That's on the field that isn't even related to football. A cheerleader and a fan on the field going at it, but not the game, right? Uh, what did they have a couple years back, a few years back? Kyle's wife and a fan got into it with a cell phone or something. I don't even remember all the details. I mean, that's just not going to happen at Rice Echo Stadium Saturday night. I mean, it's, it's a big game, but it really has no implication beyond that. There's no bragging rights at stake. Because if you turn around and then lose to Oregon State next week, well, what do you do? You're, if you win Saturday, you're 3-0. and zero. And if you lose the following week, you're 3-1. and one. Whereas if you lose Saturday and you win the following week, you're still 3-1. and one. So there's nothing there beyond the conference standings. So every conference game is, to an extent, a rival. That's it. Nothing more than that. It can't compare. Do you disagree? What's your level of hatred for the Sun Devils? Do you despise them? Are they cheap shot artists? I saw a gal on Twitter. She said that, the worst experiences she had, she was a Sun Devil lady. The worst experiences she had were with Ute fans. And Ute fans hate the Sun Devil fans and blah, 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 blah. I think part of the deal is there's a little bit of frustration behind uh, Utah fans. Why in the world does ASU hold a 6-3 and record against you since you've been in the conference? There's no excuse for that. Except there is an excuse for that. I think they got you four straight times when you weren't prepared to be a fully stocked roster of Pac-12 players. So, you lost some games early, which makes it a little bit unusual that you're 6-3 and three against them. I think going forward, if the Devils should win this, or just if they should lose it, I think going forward, I'm not sure the Devils are going to hold in Edge over the University of Utah football program the way they do now in individual head-to-head matchups. I think the Devils were able to take advantage of the acclamation process that the Utes had into the conference. So, if I had to look at both football programs, I would say Utah's football program is ahead of you of ASU's. Not from U- not any single game, but just looking at the program, the number of players they put in the NFL. They've won the South twice. The Devils have only won once. They've had far more consistency. The Devils are their, – their consistency is wrapped up in mediocrity. That's where they're consistent in their mediocrity. Seven and five, those types of things. Seven and five, and then you get an easier bowl opponent because it's down the list, and you win that, and you feel good about yourselves because you won eight games. But meanwhile, you are out of the race for the South by November 1st. I think just about any team can stay in the race until they get to November and then the true contenders have separated themselves and distanced themselves from the pack by the time we get to November. And we're still a few weeks away from that. So let's see. You can be 3-0 and and it can be a product of scheduling. Sometimes not. Sometimes you're just that good. Or you can be 0-2 because you've played the two best teams right off the bat. You know, it can be any number of things there. We won't really know until we get to November to see who legitimately is a contender. I think you can play yourself out of contention in October, for sure. I think Arizona, Colorado, and SC have played themselves out of contention in the South. I agree with that. Neither of those three teams or none of those three teams are going to win it. That's for sure. The other three are in contention to what degree remains to be seen. It looks like Two of them are serious contenders, but we don't really know for sure, which adds to the impact of this game. So I believe it is a rival, but it is no more of a rival than any conference game. It has more stakes this year. I will grant you that. But other than that, I'm not sure it's beyond anything but a conference game nor will ever be anything more than a conference game if you agree or disagree let me know stay with us 97.5 1280 the zone